This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. I had a call on my radio show on Sirius XM who said, Karen, I think we're headed towards another civil war. And I said, no, we are already in it. And instead of bombs and bullets, uh, the attack is spiritual. The attack is at the very fabric of what it means to be America, and we're in it right now. We are at war with ourselves as a nation. And if we don't solve this race problem, it will completely destroy this country. It is the birth of the destruction of America. Not Russia, not China, but race and racism. Martin Luther King Baldwin says in this interview that he did with Nathan Cohen that I've broken into three parts. This is part three. It's the 1960 interview that he did with a reporter, the talk show host, Nathan, Nathan Cohen, in, on a show called Encounter, which was a Canadian talk show. He actually points that out, and he said Martin Luther King reframed the discussion. Martin Luther King Baldwin said made the Negro problem a matter of moral self-examination. And this is where we are in 2019, in the exact same place of moral self-examination. William Barber at the 2016 Democratic National Convention, William Barber who actually picked up the baton that Martin Luther King uh, got shot out of his hand when he was assassinated with a poor people's campaign, William Barber said America has a heart condition. America needs a moral defibrillation. That's what William Barber said. And Baldwin said in this interview that it will never be resolved until every white person in America is able to do without this crutch, this crutch of white supremacy, this crutch of whiteness. He said the white man must give up his crutch. And he also said that the black, the Negro, must give up his crutch too because the Negro also uses this white supremacy and this uh, downtroddenness as a crutch and as a reason why I can't do anything because of the man. So he, he chastises both sides, but of course, Baldwin being Baldwin, he said, you know, this is something that we have to confront. And then Nathan Cohen says, well, aren't you, aren't you basically very pessimistic about the future of the Negro? This is what he asked James Baldwin, and James Baldwin said, no, I'm not a pessimist. He said, I don't know how it's gonna happen, but it must be achieved because the condition of this country cannot remain this way. So as you listen to this interview uh, that Nathan Cohen does with Baldwin, it is a reminder that we are still in this exact same fight and that we gotta take it to the heart. We can't keep having these discussions around what we deserve, whether we're talking reparations or whether we're talking about equality, whether we want the police to stop being brutal, all of those things. You know, we can't force people to, to, to do the right thing. Yes, we have to show up and vote and we have to work on legislation and putting prosecutors in, in office that are going to be fair and just. But we got to keep beating this gong around the issue of morality because most people, if you ask them, they will say, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. But when people think of themselves as good people, ask them, are you really a good person? Would a good person sit by and watch what's happening with children in cages in this country? Would good people sit by and watch a man choke to death or a 12-year-old shot in three seconds? Would a good person would a good person be okay with a woman mysteriously found dead in her cell and be okay with the notion that she committed suicide, a woman that had every, everything to live for, Sandra Bland? Would a good person be okay with a 17-year-old walking home with a bag of Skittles and a soda and being shot and killed by a, a robocop, by somebody that wasn't even uh, by law allowed to be in that position? Are we okay with that? 
are we okay right now with black people making 63 cents on a dollar? Is that okay? Would good people be okay with that? How good are you? And that has to be the question. America has a heart condition uh, in, the, in the vein of Martin Luther King, William Barber, and others. We have to keep that at the forefront of discussion. No, you're not a good person if you can cast a ballot by somebody, for somebody that is so horrendous. No, you're not good. You're not protecting your legacy. As a matter of fact, you're destroying this country, which is the, the end result according to Baldwin. So I hope you enjoyed this interview that James Baldwin did, the final por portion of it with Nathan, Nathan Cohen on Encounter. 1960 was the date, but it's still relevant, 2019. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Twitter, at Karen Hunter, at Karen Hunter on Twitter. Hope you enjoy. Let me ask you this question then, Jim, because it seems to me we've been moving in the direction of it and then retreating at its implications. If such issues, as the fight for desegregation and integration are mere manifestations of what is really a subterranean and basic conflict. How is this conflict going to be met? On what level is it going to be met? How is it going to be resolved? If all of these steps are mere incidental steps rather than essential ones. Now, all of these steps, um, I don't think any of these steps can be called incidental. Um, they're all essential. There are steps in this direction, though. What has to happen? I think Martin Luther King, in some mysterious way, has really hit, knows what it is. What he has done, it seems to me, for the first time, is to make that problem, the Negro problem, a matter of moral self-examination. He has made it more difficult than it was before to evade it by good works. The internal revolution that he has begun in must, cannot possibly avoid moving directly into the heart of the people who make up America. I mean, I, I mean that the problem will never be resolved until everybody in the country, in some way, I know how impossible this sounds, however, this is what has to happen, is able, is somehow enabled, to do without this crutch. Because the other side of the difficulty, and this is very difficult, I have, I have said in effect that white men must give up what is in effect a crutch. So must I. This is entirely true. There is something very safe about being a Negro in a way because ah, you can blame anything that happens to you on it. And this is the worst thing about being a Negro, quite apart now from New Orleans, race riots, lynchings, etc., etc. The worst thing about it is at one point somewhere in yourself, you have to realize that all right, you are a Negro and this is all true, but before that you are a man and your life is in your hands. You are responsible for what happens to you. You cannot blame anybody for it. There is no point. There is no one to blame. You speak about this radical reconstitution of the entire social fabric of a country, of a, re, of a, of a more than reorientation of a relationship between two peoples existing in this one country. It must become one inevitably. You suggest that the difficulties standing in the way of it are enormous, even though some important but not 
vastly significant progress has been made. Let me ask you a direct question. Under the circumstances in your heart, aren't you basically very pessimistic about the future for the Negro in the United States? No. No? No. I'm not a pessimist. Um, pessimists, I've noticed, are silent. Um, I'm not bitter either, for example. People who are bitter are silent, too. Um, no, I'm not pessimistic. I don't know how this will be achieved, but it must be achieved. So we will have to do it. Why must it be achieved? Why cannot the situation simply continue in an easy and perhaps bettering in some ways truce? It will not. It will not. It will not. It cannot. It cannot. The country is honeycombed with ghettos. People are starving and dying and growing bitter and, and turning into madmen and going into narcotics ward every day in those ghettos all over the country. That's in the north. And the south, the south is in a tremendous kind of storm. It, it is not possible for it to remain as it is. It is just not, no, not even a question. The pressures are too great. Hypothetically, if Birmingham, oh Lord, I shouldn't have mentioned Alabama, still, let us say Birmingham, if it should blow up tomorrow, it will not only be Birmingham, it won't only, the chain reaction won't spread from Birmingham to Atlanta to Nashville. It will spread from Birmingham to Nashville to Atlanta to New York to Detroit to Boston. That was part three of James Baldwin and Nathan Cohen in 1960 on a program called Encounter. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Twitter at Karen Hunter. If you use the hashtag podcast, I will pick a question on a Sunday. I will answer it. Um, but I really want to know what you think about this. Are we headed for a civil war? Are we in one? Do you agree with me? And does America have a heart condition? Can it be cured? Till next time.